Welcome to the Joyific Podcast. I'm here with Shauna Earl, one of our Joyific specialists, who's amazing. Shauna, tell us a little bit about how you came upon the Joyific chart. I met Joy Lee at a church function, and she had the Joyific chart. It was still a work in progress, and I, I couldn't help but just notice that it caught my eye, and um, I asked her to tell me about it. I used to be an elementary school teacher, and I'm a mother of six, soon to be seven, so things that involve little children and bright colors catch my eye. So she explained the chart to me. So, and then after that youth camp, we got together and I brought it to your house. And then tell us how you put it into your house. How did you customize the chart for your family? Well, I was anxious to get it after I learned about it. I just thought what a wonderful tool for parenting to help children understand their emotions. And so I... Yeah, I was tickled to get a copy, and I had a little prototype on my fridge for about a year and a half, <laughs> and I loved it. I just stuck it right on my fridge because I feel like that's kind of my command center, right, in the action of the home. So we made magnets for all of the family, my husband included, and we stuck it right on our fridge, and then we practiced with the children. We, In fact, they had a great time practicing. We would practice our temper tantrums and practice being joyrific and moving the magnets around and... After the initial novelty wore off, um, we began to really seriously use it, and that's when the magic happened. It was exciting to see the children figure out, when they got sad, to be able to go and to talk about the four reasons why they were upset or why what was causing their frustration. It was magical to watch how quickly little children could verbalize um, what they were feeling. And then the next step that was even more magical was and then they could figure out how to fix it. <laughs> So we would talk about, I'm, I'm hungry. And then we would remind them that they all know how to make a quesadilla or a peanut butter sandwich. And, and they realized that they had power to change the way they were feeling when they didn't like how they were feeling, when they were sad or frustrated, that they had power to change it. Or if they needed a nap, that they could go you know rest for a little while or have some quiet time if they were tired. Or if something hurt on their body, that they could come and tell me and we could get that fixed. And if they just needed a hug or their expectations weren't being met, that... We welcomed that conversation in our home, too. Now, six kids. Tell us the ages of your kids. My kids are age 1 to 14. And when you got this chart, your oldest was, was 12. Was 12. I've had it for two years now, and it's still on my fridge. <laughs> it's awesome. And so tell us a little bit about how your 12-year-old took the whole chart. You know what? She liked it. All the children liked it. I didn't have a lot of kickback to it. Um, one of the things I noticed about the chart for our family is that when uh, sometimes when a child is upset, we can use the chart right then. But typically, I, um, especially with the older ones, I wait until they feel better, and then we come back to the chart. So sometimes the chart works right then when they're upset. But sometimes, especially with one of my kids, it just doesn't, it's not profitable at all for me to talk to them when they're upset. It just doesn't work. They have to re-engage that logical mind. So I give them that quiet time and that space to kind of chill out a little bit, feel better. And then we can talk about it later and we can say, okay, what happened? But interestingly... So how does it... Well, yeah. sorry. How does it go when you talk about it later? Like what what happens? So you come back well, to the Well, I chart. come back and say, okay, I can tell you were really frustrated or you were really grumpy this afternoon. Tell me what you need. How can I help? And I, I really believe that it's how can we work together? How can I help? And so then we go through, are you hungry? Are you tired? You know, we just go through the four, and they'll move their magnet over. Sometimes with the little tiny ones, I can do it right then, you know, when they're upset. But with teenagers, when they're really mad, 
Um, it just works better if I give them a little space. And then we can go back. Now that we've done it long enough, too, we don't actually always go to the chart. A lot of times we don't go to the chart. Now that, I mean, they know it now. So even with my little first grader, um, when she's whiny or fussy and doesn't want to do a job or something, I can usually talk her through it and just say, you know, help us, let's figure out what you need. Or sometimes I also can talk to her and they've learned now too that it, their effect, their actions affect me. So I tell them that when she's whining, it hurts my ears and that makes my body hurt. And then I get sad. So it doesn't work for either one of us. So let's figure out a way to make this work so that we can both be happy and that we can both feel better. Um, it's not always perfect and they don't always magically snap out of it. You know, they're normal kids and I'm a normal mom, but <laughs> it's one more tool in helping them understand, you know, how they feel. And it's kind of like when a little toddler wants to talk and they're at that stage and they just can't talk and they're so frustrated because they just have something to say, but they don't have the words yet. I feel like it's the same thing with our emotions that we get to that stage in life where we have something to say, but we don't know how to say it. And that's very frustrating for children. And it's even more frustrating that not only can't they say it, but they don't know how to fix it. Um, they don't like meltdowns any more than we like meltdowns. And so this chart, I feel like, is like giving words to a toddler. You know, it's just like when they learn to speak and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you want milk, we can do milk. You know, like, you need, you need a treat, okay. It's the same thing like this with emotions. It gives them this empowerment because they realize like, oh, that's why I'm upset. And then they can fix it. And it just simplifies it for them. And frankly, for me too, as the mom. Okay. Talk about problem solving. How have you seen it affect your children with them problem solving on their own? Well, let me share a cute story of when my daughter used this chart to help a little boy do some problem solving. We were at a family reunion and I had a little, I think he was about six year old nephew and they were out playing at the trampoline. I heard this. I didn't see this story happen. I heard about it later, but this is this, this was the story that I was told that they were out jumping on the trampoline and the little boy was frustrated because the big cousins weren't giving the little cousins the, I think the big cousins were trying to jump with the little cousins or something. And he was just frustrated. It wasn't working out for him and he got really mad. And my daughter scooped him up and took him kind of off to the side a little bit and asked him what happened and why he was so upset. And he just said he was so mad and and she listened to him, and then she said, you know, when you get really mad, there's four reasons why you get mad. And she explained the little joyrific reasons. She Out said, in the you, backyard. In the backyard by the trampoline at a family reunion. And she just scooped him up and explained these four reasons to him. Well, soon after, his mother came and took him downstairs to the basement. She'd caught wind of the meltdown. So she took him um, down to the basement just to have some cooling off time. She's a wonderful mother. And she just knew that he needed to kind of you know, re-engage that logical mind. But interestingly, after he had cooled off, she went down to kind of process it with him and to say, okay, you know, I saw you got, you know, you heard you got upset. What happened? And, and he says to her, mom, my expectations just weren't being met. And she At was six. like, what? <laughs> yeah. She was like, what? He's a smart little kid, but that little phrase just blew her away. And she says, well, what do you mean? And he explained to her how my daughter had taught him these four things. He says, Mom, when you get mad, it's one of these reasons, and he had gotten it. And she was just, in fact, that's how I heard the story. She came and told me, she said, you got to, I can't believe what just happened. You have to hear the story. And so she came and told me the story. And I just smiled because it had become such a part of, like, I was as happy for that little boy to get the information, but I was also happy for my daughter to see that she had internalized it 
to the point now where she could explain it to a child. Because someday when she's a mom, she'll have those tools now to be able to explain that to her children. Um, and I thought it was really fun. So yeah, we have fun. since given their family a chart with magnets. And, and I just got a thank you note back just this week saying thank you for the chart and how much they loved it. And they use, she said we use it every day to talk about our feelings and emotions. So That's awesome. Now, when story. you find people who've never had the chart who are in need of the chart. How is it that you present it to them? What is it that they hear or that you say? Or? You know what, I'm actually hoping to give it to a friend tomorrow. Um, she is having some challenges with her kids and I just said, I have got, have I got, I got a tool for you. Like I said, it's not a magic wand. It doesn't solve everything, but I think it's so powerful for children to be able to, like I said, verbalize how they're feeling. And she has some kids that are kind of having some frustrations right now. and. Um, and I just told her it's magic when they can see their face. Sometimes we even put a mirror um, on the refrigerator next to it, or I've encouraged them to have a refrigerator, you know, like a little magnetic, those little locker mirrors close by so that the children can look at their face and then look at their face on the chart and match it up. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just tell them it's a treasure. I really believe it's, it's a fabulous tool. Like I said, it doesn't solve every problem in the world, but... It's really a wonderful tool for parents to be able to have um, just this cute little chart on their fridge and to help the children understand what they're feeling. So someone who's going to start out with this chart, say I just got it, I'm just implementing it in my house. How, how do you do that? What okay. is it that you do? So what I show, I always give them a gift of magnets. I always have their name on all of their magnets. And, they, and I give them the chart. And then I explain to them that... It, the way I was taught by you, but the, I explained that we live in the, you know, most of our time is spent in this middle realm with the patient kind and sad. That's where we spend most of our time. And sometimes we go really high. We're excited or we're happy, you know, super happy, joyrific, or we're really feeling great because we were super helpful. And sometimes we go down to the grumpy, whiny, and temper tantrum. But we start the day typically unkind. You know, we start happy and in the middle. But sometimes we go up and sometimes we go down. And if they go up, it's great. We celebrate those times. But the secret is when they go down to the grumpy, whining, and temper tantrum, then I teach them how to bring their magnets down and talk to the kids about, how are you feeling? You seem, you know, where does your face look? How do you feel? Which face matches how you feel? That's a better way to say it. And then when they identify which face matches how they feel, I mean, it really doesn't matter which of those three it is. The point is we're going to do the same thing no matter where their little magnet lands in that bottom realm. We're going to go right over to the personal inventory chart. I just call it the little road sign. And we're going to find the answer. We're going to find the reason, I mean, to why they're feeling that way. And then I just, instead of sleep patterns, I just keep it simple for little children. I said, are you tired? And they'll say yes or no. Are you hungry? Yes or no. Half the time it's those two, in my experience. <laughs> they usually need a little snack, their little blood sugar's low, or they're tired. Um... Sometimes their body hurts, but I would say that's probably the least common in my experience because usually they're quick to tell you if they've skinned their knee or something. But I ask them that too. Does your body hurt? And then the expect, you know, are your, um, for the expectations, I usually just say, do you need a hug? Do you need some more attention? Do you need to talk? You know, I, I add a few more questions to that because sometimes when they're three and four, they don't totally get the big words, you know? So I just try to say like, did something happen that you didn't expect to happen? Or is there something that you would like to have happen that hasn't happened yet? That kind of a thing. And then we help them understand that that means your expectations weren't met. And we put words to it. And then I actually move their magnet over to whatever one those are. They usually, in fact, the other night at dinner, my little daughter was kind of cranky. And 
she had her magnet between sleep and hungry. And she pulled me over to the chart and she says, look. <laughs> and I said, you're tired and hungry, aren't you? <laughs> and she said, yes. She was, she wanted me to know exactly why she was not very happy. But anyway, so that's what I explained to him. And then I just tell him, then after that, I really believe in empowering the child to fix their own problem. So in our family, we talk, they all know how to make peanut butter sandwiches from a very young age. And so I just tell them, you are always welcome to make a peanut butter sandwich in our house. If you want something different, let me know. But, you know, you've got, or here's some crackers or whatever. You know, they, they know what they can help themselves to. So I just say that you can take care of that yourself. And if you're tired, you're welcome to go lay down in our home. I am a proponent of sleep, so I love sleep. You're welcome to go take a little rest or have a little quiet time. Um, if their body's hurt, obviously we fix that. But And then the expectation ones is always the, you know, a little trickier one. But usually with that, what I teach them to do is to come and tell me what they need that I want to know what they need and just tell me, say, mom, I need a hug or mom, when you get a minute, I'd like to talk to you about something or when would be a good time, mom, for me to ask you a question about some schoolwork or to use words so that they know that I'm never too busy for them. But sometimes I have something else going on right at that second and I can't break away. So instead of getting upset with me, just use your words and talk to me about it and help, you know, and I will come and help you. Obviously, when they're two years old, that's a simple process. I mean, it's different than the teenagers. The teenagers can say things like, Mom, when would be a good time to go over my math homework? The little children are obviously more, you know, they need more immediate care, which is just fine. But they can still come up and say, Mom, I need a hug. Or, Mom, can you help me with something, please? They can still use their words to help me understand what they need. And I really just tell them over and over, I'm your friend. I'm on your side. <laughs> like, you know, I'm on your team. I want to help you feel better. We all... You know, our whole family works better when we all feel better. So when you're not feeling better, which is absolutely normal and fine, I don't, I don't have a problem with any of the emotions on this chart. I feel like it's part of life to, we all go from joy to temper tantrums at some time. It's how we handle it that matters. And that's why um, I think the chart is, like I just said, empowering because it gives them tools to be able to do something about it instead of just being frustrated and flustered and falling apart and they can actually fix the problem and they like it better when they can fix it. And I like it better when they fix it. And so I tell them that I just tell them. And then I always compliment them at the end to tell them how impressed I was that they were able to figure out what was wrong and then fix it. That that's a skill that many adults don't have, but for them to be able to fix that, I reinforce freely that my sincere compliments on that. I think that's impressive for a little person to be able to, well, for any person to be able to identify what's wrong and then come up with words or actions to fix it. I think it's amazing. I really love the story of your teenage daughter because part of this whole thing, the whole reason behind why we started the Jurific Chart is because I was a horrible teenager and I wanted to communicate with my mom and we did not have a system together and we, we really, really struggled. And then now that I have four daughters of my own, I knew something had to change or <laughs> I was going to be horrible. Lots of emotions <laughs> with little girls. Yeah. So, and it's just for her to be able to teach it to somebody else, that is just amazing. She has internalized it. Yeah. I think it'll be a great tool for her as a mother. She'd love to be a teacher someday and she'll be a wonderful teacher. But she said um, a cute story too about her is at Christmas time, we actually gave her one as a gift. Cute. For her kindergarten classroom or whatever classroom she teaches someday, she actually requested that on her Christmas list. She's like, I want my very own one that I can have when I'm a teacher someday. And so it's valuable to her. She sees it as a, you know, she gets it. She understands that it's an important communication tool. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. Any last words, any last stories that you have about the Joyific chart? I just love it. Like I said, it's it's not it doesn't solve every problem in the world, but it sure solves a it's a one more fabulous tool uh, in the journey of parenting that helps children to feel happy and motherhood should be a joyful experience. And I think that um, I want my home to be a joyful, happy place where my kids like to be and where they feel like they're understood and where they feel like they're listened to and validated. Um, but sometimes I just don't know how they're feeling. I just, I mean, I honestly just don't know what's going on. You can't read their mind. I can't read their mind. So this chart helps um, me better understand what's going on so that I can be part of the solution and that they can, I can help empower them to be part of the solution so that we can fix things. Cause I don't want them tired or hungry or hurting or feeling neglected. I mean, no parent wants any of those things and the kids don't want any of those things, but sometimes I can't read their minds. And so when they can communicate it to me, I can help but more importantly, they can figure out ways to solve their own problems. And I think that's why it's been so beneficial to me is it's so simple. Even two and three year olds, you know, just little ones can do it, but all the way up to teenagers can do it. And sometimes, um, and adults, they need, yeah, like adults, as a mom. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And sometimes they need it the most. You know, I think teenagers are, I told you I've got teenagers and toddlers right now, and I'm discovering that teenagers are ex as exciting as toddlers. It's just toddlers are all physical, and teenagers are all emotional. Not all, but uh, it's as exciting for me to watch my toddler learn to walk as it is for my watch my teenager learn to advocate for herself or to, um, you know, work out a conflict with somebody. Those kinds of things. It's it's as exciting, but there have to be some tools along the way to help. <laughs> navigate those waters and the joyrific one has been just a sweet tool in our home so thanks for introducing it to us well thank you for coming on our show it has been a pleasure 